the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, 5'2". It's all I need, yeah. And 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show, kicking off a new week here in the phenomenal studios at AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego, in spite of the fact that the crack AK crew left me pillowless in my seat here. Hopefully we'll be remedying that situation here, coming up here on a break. Glad to have you guys here with me tonight. Um, it, it, special shout out to our friends down um, in the path, down in Florida and the Gulf Coast, who are in the path of Hurricane Ian, I'm assuming that's how they're pronouncing it, not I-N or one of these clever ways people pronounce the, the name that is spelled I-A-N. And that brings up the, the begging, begging the question of the day, which is why are we still doing these male female names when there's no such thing as male female? Maybe the Meteorology Institute or whatever it is who names these storms hasn't caught on to the fact that there's no such thing as uh, male and female. Um, we're going to be sharing updates on that storm, Uno Momento. We've got also an update to share with you guys this new week. Uh, another week, another story of FBI police state tyranny happening to share with you guys. We might have a good law enforcement story. We might have a good law enforcement update to share with you guys. I know we've got a good a good, uh, good news Liz Cheney short story to share with you guys as we're 40 days away from the midterms. Brian Maloney from Red Wave America is going to be here, and he will share with you. We're going to be chatting about the latest involving Ms. Liz Cheney and the threat that she made. Don't threaten me with a good time, <laughs> Liz. So 888-344-1170, if you are down uh, anywhere in the area in the path of this storm, all joking aside, it looks as though right now it's it's barreling down on Cuba. It's looking as though, I guess, the winds are upwards of 100 miles an hour. That is a seriously frightening storm. Y'all know I grew up in the south and uh, remember storms coming our way. And I know how scary it is. And I'm scared. I got I got family and friends down there in the path of this. And so I, I want you all to know we're praying for you. We're hoping you're going to make good choices. That means not stay in the path of this storm. Get ready to evacuate, protect your property, and hit the road. If you're listening to me and you're anywhere down there in that area, 888-344-1170. I'd like to hear from you in terms of what's happening in your town, your community. Are y'all evacuating? What are, what, what are you up to there? Uh, according to latest news reports, 300,000 Americans are told it's time to skedaddle. So um, thoughts and prayers for y'all down there. 888-344-1170. Got to bring in my man here who's here with me for just three nights this week. And then he's off on his own excellent adventure. Not sure if he wants to share any of that with y'all at any point tonight. But I'm talking about, of course, none other than DJ Potato Skins. Yeah, I'll, I'll share. It's, uh, you know, 
going to be a, a whirlwind of uh, the next couple of weeks, but I'm getting married on this coming weekend. Mm. I know somebody attending very close to the show. And then I'm going off on honeymoon. Very good. Well, much congratulations. Best wishes, not best witches, best wishes. And super excited. Nice to see you there. Yeah, I can't wait to be there. So um, love is in the air. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. All right, got to get serious. Um, all right, we've already talked about this. Some people are saying this is going to be the storm of the century. I'm looking at this thing and it is ugly. It is very ugly. 888-344-1170 if you're in its path or if you've got family down there in its path and if, you'd, if you've got any intel for us about what's going on uh, down on the ground. Um, not get, really going to be spending any time talking about this bizarre, weird baseball event that Joe Biden did today, which was incredibly confusing to me because y'all know I don't like baseball. I don't like it all anyway. I couldn't figure out why we hadn't had the World Series yet. Why was Joe Biden doing this event with the Atlanta Braves about winning a World Series? I didn't even understand this at all. Then it became even more confusing to me when he st- decides to try to grab everybody who's under 15 to come up there and, and tries to force some little kid against his will who clearly didn't want to be there and interacting with Joe Biden, uh, what this was all about. They finally had to tell him, look, just stand there and hold the jersey and take a picture. I don't even know what this this was about. Contrast that between if you saw the video of the woman, Georgia Maloney, we're going to talk about her with Brian Maloney a little bit later. Did you see this? We can't play the audio because nobody's nobody's dubbed it over in English. And But I encourage you to watch the video of Georgia Maloney, who's the head of the Brothers of Italy party. Who knew the bros of Italy had a party, right? I don't, I don't know much about Italian politics, but I know that this woman is a force to be reckoned with. She says, I'm about God, I am about country, and I am about family. And that was, she's like the MAGA Maloney out of Italy. So I'm looking forward to getting perspective from Brian Maloney a little bit later on that. Um. Yeah, uh, All right. I hate talking about the same stories over and over and over again. I hate being redundant. I didn't like reruns when I was growing up as a kid, right? Back when, you know, all you really had was cable and regular TV and there were reruns during the summer. I don't like reruns. I don't like talking about the same stories over and over. I am disturbed that I'm not only am I having to talk about the same stories over and over again, Skins, but the stories are getting worse because the problem wasn't solved the first time around. And when you don't, when you don't kill the kill the, the the mold, destroy the toxic mold that's eating at your house, what happens? Your house is gonna or if you don't if you don't get your house tented and kill the termites that are eating away at your foundation, what's gonna happen? House is gonna fall. Your house is gonna fall apart, right? Well that's what's happened. And we have the termites that have infested our institutions. That's a good that, analogy. Thank oh thank you. I'm not one to usually talk about bugs. <laughs> I'm not I'm not much of a what do they call these people that dig bugs there's like a, a certain name for bug people is it really carrot sticks is, is in the studio tonight. he may know he, he may know uh, he, he's not listening to us but he may know this name for uh for for bugs there's certain people um but that is, is entomologist it, Ooh, ooh, who knew you were smart too skins I'm liking it um yeah I do th- thank you because I do think it's a good analogy and, w- and, and with termites, you can't see them, right? You don't necessarily don't know, they're, know there. they're there. You don't know they're there. And they're eating away at the foundation and eating away and eating away. And there's no end to it if you don't kill them. And you got to take drastic measures, right? You got to you got to pack up all your. I've never done this, but I've had friends uh, that have had you to start go noticing this when the house starts crumbling. Yeah, 
and or, or maybe get a house inspection or or something and you know or you go out on your deck and your your foot goes through the the floor right that's that's how you find out that's kind of where we where we've been at we actually put we actually stepped out onto our porch and realized our house was crumbly due to termites back in 2016 2017 the termites being uh the deep state police state operatives and instead of taking the drastic measures, which was uh, covering up all of our food, having to leave, having to cover, um, having to tent our home for days, then having to come back and having to bring in a restoration team to probably pull out four boards, walls and have to rebuild the you home. Know, I was impressed. Trump came out over the weekend and said that the swamp was far deeper than he realized. Well, well, yeah, except I take quibble with him saying we, we did a lot and we really did great work because they really didn't. I don't think I think what happened was. Um, that the, the termites had already eaten away. And by the time he stepped out on the porch and put his foot through it, Jeff Sessions had already recu- recused himself. Comey was there to stay. Comey had already handed over secrets to, uh, to the media. And it, it and the special investigation had started. Bob Mueller had already been assigned. And then he was told that he can't do anything about it because he would be in, interfering with an investigation and the Republican Party set him up for it. And then he made things worse by putting Barr in as a replacement of Jeff Sessions, by putting Christopher Wray in over the FBI. So I don't want to be bashing on Trump, but that's why I didn't play that sound clip. So here we are, right? We, we, we didn't take drastic measures, and now our house is crumbling. And these, these infestites, these termites are eating us up. And they're, not just, and they're not just safe to, and typically they start with like one part of the house, right? And then they move to the rest, to the, to the, if you catch them early, you know, you can take out one set of floorboards. But if you don't, then your entire house, is, and that's where we're at. That's where we're at. We had one brave whistleblower named Steve Friend who came out last week. And we spent almost, we spent two or three segments, Tom DeBacar and I did. And I think we are one of the few outlets that spent any time at all, let alone going into in-depth detail as to what this man's complaints were. The shocking details of what he was saying was going on. Almost nobody's talking about it. He was talking about how they were spreading these termites around the country and by um, this, this, the eating away at the foundation by pretending that there was mass domestic violence extremist movements across the country by forcing local offices to handle cases that were strictly about January 6th. He talked about how they were violating people's rights and jeopardizing lives by using SWAT teams to go in. You know the term swatting, right? Swatting is where somebody calls and, and makes a false police report that something dire like a kidnapping is taking place so that a SWAT team will show up. And the reason why they do that is because when a SWAT team shows up, there's a high likelihood of death. So you think about why. And the reason why there is is because you could have a Ruby Ridge situation going on. You could have somebody inside the home, uh, you know, panic or that whatever. Marjorie Taylor Green. Yeah. Uh, well, well, she didn't die, but others have died. Others have died in these swatting events. That's why they're called swatting, right? And this, and this FBI whistleblower came out and said, look, they're using SWAT teams to go in for misdemeanors. That endangers lives. He talked about he and, and one of the things he talked about too was how they were they were using snitches via Facebook as as a, a things called guardians. A woman named Lisa Gallagher, who was nowhere near the Capitol on January six, had the FBI show up at her door and freak her children out on the basis of a snitch complaint via Facebook. This man is a hero. 
He's been stripped of his security clearance. That's pending. And when they finalize, oh, and, and, and as he was trying to raise his concerns up through the ranks, he was told, you're not being a good teammate here. You sure? You sure you want to go here? Because, dude, your future at the FBI is at stake. Don't you think the people that killed the cops on January 6th, they said to him, don't you think the people who killed the cops on January 6th should face some jail time? He's like, um, <clears throat> except it didn't happen. Lies. And now we find out that his wife's Facebook account was taken down over the weekend within 30 minutes of them reading a private message that she sent to somebody. A private message. She was contacted. Steve Friend's wife was uh, was contacted yesterday by a local chapter of Moms for Liberty. And Moms for Liberty is an organization most recently became a little bit high profile in Florida because they helped turn and flip multiple school boards in large counties from Democrat control to Republican. So what happened was Moms for Liberty texted a mutual friend of Steve Friend's wife and said, what can Moms for Liberty do for Steve Friend right now? We want to offer community support of fundraising, though we feel it would likely be shut down. Uh, think about that for a minute. The expectation, it's just, it's just a given at this point that you try to raise money for somebody like a Steve Friend and you're going to be shut down. She goes on to say, can you reach out to him and let him know Moms for Liberty is thinking of him and if we can provide any assistance, we are here. Ms. Friend, whistleblower's wife, responded to Moms for Liberty using a private message on her personal Facebook account. In the message, she identified herself as Steve Friend's wife, thanked them for their support, said her husband was in the process of obtaining permission from the FBI to speak publicly, and asked them to encourage their members to share his whistleblower story on their personal social media accounts. Within 30 minutes, she received a notification her account had been suspended because, quote, the account or activity on it doesn't follow our communities standards at the moms for liberty end ms friend's facebook message disappeared and its place was a notification saying message unavailable think about that facebook is is and we and, and we've known this has been brewing since facebook started since i first got on there in 2009 they are a force for tyranny they are an arm for tyranny they are an arm for fascism they are fascist book for a reason we all stay on there because people are already on there and we just we it's become accepted it's become our new normal to just put up with this kind of fascism we're gonna take a break we come back we've got another devastating story of fbi abuse of power and a raid using a swat team that terrorized seven children in a home over the weekend 888-34-888-344-1170 thoughts and prayers for you down in the path of hurricane ian or ian however y'all saying it this is the andrea k show on am 1170 the answer san diego andrea k the donut queen of san diego it's the andrea k show on the answer san diego i think we should start this segment with a little bit of good news don't you tater skins Good news, good news. We love it. Yeah, we do. I mean, you got good news. I mean, you're sitting here knowing you got you've got a fantastic weekend coming up. You're getting to go off on your honeymoon. I mean, what's in it? What do I got? Where's the good news you for AK? Come. You know what? I'm happy to come along. I mean, a yeah. wedding. Oh, okay. How's it going? <laughs> like, vacation? <laughs> I mean, I know where y'all are going. I'm happy to come along. <laughs> I could hold, I could take pics. You know what? From that aspect alone, that actually wouldn't be bad. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, there's value in having a third wheel. I'm just saying. Okay. Imagine a stool without it, right? 
All right, here's a little bit of good news. Um, Virtually all abortions are now criminalized in Arizona after a judge has reinstated an 1864 ban. The 150-year-old law outlaws all abortions except when the woman's life is in danger, though it's unclear exactly what that means. And that's true, and it's because I'm not aware of any case in which there's actually been a woman's life in danger why you have to kill the baby. Because, you know, you can always, um, you know, um, I don't want to go into medical details, but particularly at a certain point in the pregnancy, you can always do a cesarean section, right? You, you don't necessarily, yeah. So anyway. Um, That's great news. It is great news. It was, um, it was written in 1864, but has been blocked since 1973, can now be enforced. Um, a Pima County judge ruled late Friday afternoon. There you have it. Um, seeing if there's anything new here. Um, Planned Parenthood of Arizona had asked the court to rule that legislation passed since Roe Roe regulating abortion should take precedence, including a 15-week abortion ban signed by Governor Ducey earlier in the year. So I guess, in other words, they were like, look, we'll take the 15-week over this. Um, That law was set to take effect this Sunday, and Ducey has said he believed it ought to override the Civil War era ban. But Johnson concluded that Arizona lawmakers, the legislature has been controlled by Republicans for decades, had consistently said that that abortion regulations were never intended to grant a right to abortion in the state. And even the 15-week ban passed this year specifically said it was not intended to supersede the 1864 ban if Roe was overturned. So um, there you have it. I don't want to get too much more into the weeds, um, you know, legally here. Um, I, I think uh, I don't want to take up the whole segment on this. This is this is great news. This is why I was aggravated about Lindsey Graham trying to go back to centralizing that. That was not for conservatives. When he goes back, try to try to have some con- congressional move to ban abortion at 15 weeks, be centralized through Congress. That's not that's not a win for conservatives. And I hate that kind of phony manipulation. What that was about was about, you know, um, keeping the the power over this back in the hands of D.C., where it belongs at the state. Um One of the reasons why I wanted to open with that piece of good news having to do with the pro-life movement uh, was because now I got to tell you a little bit of bad news involving the FBI and what I was talking about, the termites that have had eat have been allowed to eat away insidiously at the foundation of our country. Um, Friday morning, according to uh, this, the uh, family of Mark Hoke and his wife, um, Ryan Marie. Several dozen 25 armed FBI agents arrived at their home in Kennersville, Pennsylvania, to arrest Mark Hoke for alleged violations of something called the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act. Um, I never even heard of the Freedom of Access to Clinics Entrances Act. Um, as far as I'm concerned, you're free in this country to go into any clinic that's operating legally. So this to me sounds like just one of those pieces of crap legislation that's meant to just continue to keep the narrative of abortion going in this country. Um, I also am curious as to why there's a freedom of access to clinic entrances act. Um, And if this guy violated that has, and that's why they're 
raiding his house. Has anybody, I'm not aware that anybody's homes has been raided when they've bombed pro-life clinics. Is there not a freedom of entrance to a pro-life clinic? Is there not a law in the books that says you can't bomb pro-life clinics? Because that's continuing to happen across the country. But back to Mark Hoke. Uh, Ryan Marie, uh, wife, um, described the scene with LifeSite News as um, he told the agents, the agents were at the door. He says, please, I'm going to open the door, but please, my children are in the home. I have seven babies in the house, but they kept pounding and screaming. They um, basically came in with big, huge rifles. Uh, the children could see they were at the top of the staircase, but they could see. And the kids were all just screaming. It was just very scary and traumatic. Um uh, her husband, she she describes that he asked her to get him a sweatshirt and his rosaries, but when she returned, they already had loaded him into the vehicle. That's not that big of a thing to me. Look, if you're coming to be arrested, you, they don't have to wait until you go and get your favorite shirt. Um, but the fact that he's at the door and he tells them, I'm going to open the door and I'm going to come out. He's cooperating. There was no reason for them to bust in 25 armed agents terrorizing seven kids. No reason at all. After they had taken Mark and the kids were all screaming that he was their best friend, the FBI agents on her porch kind of softened a bit, she said. Um, But she's worried about their long-term psychological trauma. Now, the FBI has disputed the account. And basically, the only thing they've disputed is that it was a SWAT team. They said no SWAT team or SWAT operators were involved. Well, depends on what you mean by SWAT team, right? Depends on what the definition is there. They didn't say that there weren't 25 They did not say that they were not armed. They didn't dispute the characterization of what happened. They said they knocked on the door. Well, so did Mrs. Hoke say they knocked on the door. But what she said was that they pounded and screamed. I'm not, if if you've got 25 agents, I'm not in law enforcement skins. You and I have watched enough uh, shows though. We've watched enough uh, different, uh, what are these different uh, shows they've got? CSI. CSI and Law and Order. I into Breaking Bad. Look, I mean, I, I've seen the Dirty Harry movies, right? I mean, we all know how, you know, uh, we've watched enough movies. I don't imagine that 25 armed FBI agents are at the door, armed, guns out, and they're like, Excuse me. Excuse me, Mr. FBI. FBI is here. FBI is here. Can you come to the door, Not please? Goes down. No. That ain't how it goes. They are banging on the door, screaming. They, they are. This was a show of force for a reason. This was about a show of force. It was meant to intimidate. It was meant to frighten. That was the desired action. Otherwise, there would have been one or two go to the door. The way they're, they're trying to describe it as though it would be like, you know, go and knock like they're coming to, like a couple of detectives coming to ask questions about a crime that happened in the neighborhood. Right? That's how they're trying to describe this. Who's buying that? Who's believing that? That's crap. That's nonsense. What's going on is Mayor Garland's Mayor Garland's Department of Justice is looking around this country to see who can they who can they send teams of agents. This and this is what the FBI whistleblower is describing: how they're going around to Americans using SWAT teams, endangering lives for the purpose of intimidation, for the purpose of rounding up Americans that are conservative. To persecute them and prosecute them. The story behind this, supposedly, is that this man is president of the Kingsmen. It's a Christian group that promotes healing for victims of pornography addiction and, quote, a sidewalk counselor. Uh, this, according to LifeSite. Uh, Mrs. Hoke uh, told the outlet that he travels to Philly, which is about a two-hour drive from where they are, every Wednesday to sidewalk council for six to eight hours at two different abortion centers. So, evidently, what had happened was... 
supposedly, um, previously, uh, Mr. Hoke had taken their 12-year-old son to sidewalk council, a pro-abortion protester, uh, said crude and inappropriate, disgusting things. When I, I, you know, she, I can't even read here on air. Um, so Hoke told the man not to talk to his son, but he kept doing it. And he came into the son's personal space and Mr. Hoke shoved him away from his child. Well, you know, that may or may not be the right thing to do. Um, you know, I don't know. Do you have an opinion on that skins, whether or not he should have put his hands on the guy or just taken his 12 year old away? Um, but you know, I, 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 but let's say he did that. 25 agents showing up at the door. A little much. Right. Um, the case was thrown out of court. The case was thrown out of court early this summer. However, the U.S. Attorney's Office says that um, that, Hulk, that Mr. Hoke assaulted the victim for no reason, that the victim was just coming out, walking a couple of post-abortion Gals back to their cars, and for no reason, Mark Hoke just came up and shoved him to the ground and caused injuries. Who's believing that? This man goes around in sidewalk councils two times a week, multiple abortion centers, has for years, six to eight hours, and suddenly out of the blue for no reason, he just goes up to a 72-year-old man who's walking some women to their car and shoves them to the ground. But they're prepared to say in court that that happened. They're prepared to lie. I don't think he should have shoved. I don't think he should have shoved a 72-year-old for getting in his kid's face. I think he should have taken, removed his kid from the scene is what I think he should have done. But this does not warrant 25 agents showing up. But this is what they're doing. This is just like January 6th. They're looking, who can they, who can they go and raid? For anything. For anything. Taking minor beefs, misdemeanors, and rounding them up. Because of their, this is all because of this man's belief is pro-life. That's what this is about. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. We got to have some fun at Liz Cheney's expense. Tell you guys what's going on over there and what's also happening in Italy, the bros of Italy, as well as uh, upcoming midterms with Brian Maloney, Red Wave America. Don't go away. AK, Dynamite in a Dress, or just Andrea K, whatever you call her. Don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Next hour, we're going to have a little fun because I got a couple of crazy stories that Skins and I found on New York Post today. One of which I was giggling so bad when I was reading this article that I couldn't even get through it. I couldn't even get through it. I had to just, I had to just send it to him. Anyway, so stay tuned for that. And an interesting pop culture question for you guys. All right, back by popular demand, mine. Always. I mean, he's a listener favorite, but of course, um, I have to, I, I, I go to him as often as I can without, without overworking him and him filing a workers' comp claim against me. Is my dear friend Brian Maloney from Red Wave America, aka my dear spicy fried chicken, joining me now? Hello, buddy. Ah, well, it's always nice to be appreciated. (laughs) (laughs) My ego swells with every one of those introductions. You know, I become more obnoxious every time afterwards. Well, I'll stop you before you become Liz Cheney level obnoxious, okay? (laughs) (laughs) That takes work. Yes. To get to her level. It does, for sure. Um, In fact... 
I was giggling so much during the break over something. I'm not sure if I've, I've got this clip handy of Liz Cheney today. Do we have, did we pull a clip of Liz Cheney today? I believe we did. Uh, talking today about Trump and the 2024 election. We're going to play this for our man, Brian Maloney of Red Wave America, and get his response. Skins, please play clip one. So I'm going to ask you, will you remain a Republican, regardless of what happens in the next election? Uh, I'm going to make sure Donald Trump, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure he's not the nominee. And if he is the nominee, I won't be a Republican. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think I think his response speaks for all of us. Okay. Your thoughts, Brian Maloney? Whatever. Well, the bottom, <laughs> look, all of this is angling for the best book deal, the best cable gig she can get on MSNBC or CNN or maybe, sadly, Fox. Um, and that's what all, so she's trying to keep herself in the news. And she's still able to do that right now because the media loves her because she's the, you know, supposed rebel. Um, and, you know, so, I mean, this is just about her self promotion and nothing else because I mean, look who, what Republican would want her campaigning with them. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't even know what good she does for Democrats. They don't really need her. So what, you know, where is her place? I don't know. The Democrats need to wise up because this is starting to look like the Kardashians when the only clothing deal they could get was at Sears right before Sears filed BK and went under. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The Kardashians took down Sears. Okay. (laughs) The Democrats need to be wary of Liz Cheney. Um, Now, I tell you who was happy to hear Liz Cheney talking today was Carrie Lake or yesterday um, because part of what she was saying and and I didn't we didn't pull this clip because there's only so much we can stand listening to Liz Cheney. But apparently she said that she's also going to do everything she can to stop Carrie Lake from winning, to which Carrie Lake responded. That's the best thing anybody could do for me. <laughs> well, because it probably uh, led to an immediate surge in fundraising for Carrie Lake. So that's exactly what you want. You know, you want Liz Cheney out there campaigning against you. Uh, because that, you know, mm-hmm. probably led to a million dollars flowing into, you know, and people just do the opposite. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, Wyoming coughed her up like a cat coughing up a furball, right? So if you're, if you're, you know, Carrie Lake, you're like, good. She couldn't even, her own constituents can't stand her. You know, what, what does she think right. she's going to do with the MAGA, you know, voters down there? She's, you know, it's, it's, it's insane, but it's, it's good fodder. Well, it's entertaining. Yeah. She's like a Megan McCain. She's like somebody you can't get rid of, but nobody really likes. Uh, you know, I yeah. mean, have you ever seen a fan or known a fan of Megan McCain? No. I haven't. No. Uh, on either side, on any side politically, who likes Megan McCain? Nobody. She's not a likable person, and neither is Liz Cheney. They're both basically spoiled brats uh, who are part of political dynasties that you can't really get rid of. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, we've well we've gotten rid of the Cheney and the Bush time. One of the main things that we can thank Trump for is that I think he's completely uh, the MAGA movement anyway, not necessarily Trump, but the MAGA movement has basically completely um, squashed and gotten rid of the Cheney dynasty, the Bush dynasty. I mean, that young, good-looking one, Jeb's, Jeb's son, couldn't get any traction. 
in uh, Texas right. because he's so he squishy. He couldn't win land commissioner. He couldn't win. Yeah, he couldn't even win land commissioner. And he's a really good looking dude, right? I mean, he, you know, on paper, he's supposed to, you know, um, win in a landslide. But the but the voters, are, the, this is what the rhinos don't understand is that it's not, at, including Liz Cheney, this is not a cult, okay? Trump put a name to the movement. He put a name to the feelings of what was going on in this country that was not a part of the R word, not a part of the D word or the I word. It was about Americans who wanted, you know, who saw our country going off the rails and wanted restored back to what it was. And, right. and a there, populist movement. it was a populist movement. And both parties of the establishment part of both parties, particularly the Republicans, are trying to stop it and trying to squelch it. How do you see we're 40 days from the midterms? If I listen to some people, man, it's a, you know, court. And of course, I drown out. I, I don't listen to the Newt Gingrich's. He needs to stay in 1994. Uh, if you listen to some people, it's just going to be a full on red wave. Other people, it's like, man, we're, we're, we're tight and we and we got to we're in for a bumpy ride. Your thoughts? Well, I can't tell where we're at right now. I mean, the huge the real problem is, as you pointed out, the RNC. I mean, they're trying to throw the election intentionally. They don't want power. Um, they're not really actively trying to win. So when you have candidates that are head out there, it's because they're doing it on their own or there is so much disgust with the incumbent that it's happening on its own. So that we're really working against the party. The Republican Party is now in the way of Republicans getting elected. As you pointed out, you know, they're they love the moderates or whatever, but there are so few moderates out there, supporters and candidates. You know, there's not much <laughs> of, a, of a group there. But if you look at some of these races out there, there are some incredibly winnable races. I mean, the Washington State U.S. Senate race, um, this Smiley, I think it's Tiffany Smiley. I don't know if you've been hearing about her. A little bit, yeah. Uh, the polls, you know, Patty Murray is, is a dim bulb, uh, one of the dumbest U.S. senators ever. 30 years in office, she started, she was the mom in tennis shoes in 1992. Uh, I lived in Washington State for a, a, quite a while, years, years ago. And, you know, she has been sitting there doing nothing for 30 years and is reelected each, every six years handily. And this is the first time since, I believe, 1998 that Patty Murray's had a real contender. And the polls are showing it neck and neck. Now, is the RNC doing anything? No. But are there people fed up in Washington State uh, who've absolutely just had it? Uh, and, and maybe there are enough of them to propel Smiley to victory? Yeah, maybe. So anything that happens out there is grassroots despite the party. Mm -hmm. uh, the party is hopeless. Uh, the part, Mitch McConnell doesn't want to be Senate Majority Leader. No. He is out there trashing his own party Senate candidates. I mean, have you ever heard no. of that before? Because I have not in my life no. ever heard of someone in that position in the party trashing, you know, saying essentially that, that the party candidates are weak, which, by the way, isn't even true. There are no. a number of excellent excellent candidates running this year. But even if they were uh, crap candidates, you're still going to throw them under the bus? It, the, our yeah. worst candidate is better than, than Fetterman. Yeah, no, exactly. And, I, you know, Mitch seems just fine with Democrats running the Senate. Mm -hmm. He can be more uh, minority leader and still get his lobbying money or whatever. But John Fetterman is the worst 
Senate candidate I think I've ever seen in my life. I mean, he walks around looking like a bum. Uh, it turns out he had, you know, 30 tax liens or whatever. He lived off the family trust. This guy is, you know, is poised to become the next U.S. Senator from Pennsylvania. Um, the Oz campaign, you know, you and me, not many people were ever excited about Oz and never will be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I don't know what kind of campaign he's running at this point. It doesn't seem like he's got much going on. No. But he at least acts like an adult. Um, and you wouldn't be embarrassed to have him as your U.S. Senator. How conservative he is, I don't know. Probably not very. He's probably going to be a you know a moderate or a rhino or whatever. I'd rather have that in a heartbeat. At least he'd be a place veteran lunatic. I would rather have a placeholder rhino than this guy in fact we pulled this clip i think it's clip five and it's fetterman who was in a mexican poncho and 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 you and i could not go anywhere in this country wearing a mexican poncho and and a mexican um uh hat right Right, one of those mexican straw hats but this this is uh, i want to set the stage but but he's standing in a mexican poncho and a and a sombrero as he's being asked about lbgt education skins please play clip five would you support the Department of Education making it mandatory in all schools for LGBTQ education? Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't hear the last part of that. Would you make it? Uh, would you be, be supportive of legislation that makes it mandatory for LGBTQ education in our schools for history, literature, science, and so on? I, I, I'm for as many perspectives and and letting everybody be included in because we're all part of America and we all have history and that should be a part of uh, of American history because you are a part of America in these communities. You know, so. that's that's insane, uh, Brian Maloney. I mean, what part of LBGTQ contribution to America has to do with uh, uh, science and literature? But th- OK, but let's take uh, I think you're giving him too much credit. <laughs> Fetterman gives that same vague answer to any question. I mean, he's right. not thinking about what the question even is. So Fetterman really is so bad. He really doesn't have positions on much of anything other than trying to repeat whatever talking points the Democrats. He's actually just an empty vessel. It's foot nine empty vessel who looks like Uncle Fester or whatever. He's like a character from what the Adams family. I don't know. Uh, But he the Mexican Adams family as he wears a sombrero and and a Mexican blanket yeah. i mean the 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 cultural appropriation that the left right now there's there's trying to put pressure on the atlanta braves to remove the braves names while this guy's standing there in a sombrero i mean why didn't he just do the mexican hat dance to complete it you know it's just uh, these it, it, but this is a guy who wants heroin injection sites i mean he you don't get any far left than this fetterman yeah, dude he wants- he wants one third of all inmates released from Pennsylvania prison. Yeah. So we're talking about uh, people with murder convictions. He wants freed. So, I mean, he it is the most insane candidacy ever by any major party. Uh, this one, this guy, it's one for the books. It's like no movie could have predicted a candidacy this uh, outrageous. You know, it, it's like a cartoon character rather than yeah. an actual candidate. I mean, but there not are a good really one. no words. N- yeah, not a good one. He's not cute. He's not entertaining. He's not even funny like the Tasmanian devil. We're going to take a break, and then we'll have a short segment with Brian Maloney when we come back from Red Wave America. Don't you go anywhere. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. 
Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. In the time we have remaining with you, Brian Maloney from Red Wave America, where should people put their their money? Are there particular races out there to where you think these are the ones they should get behind? Yeah, I mean, I definitely, you know, send them straight to candidates. Do not send the party in D.C. a penny, uh, you know, and don't get ripped off by anybody in D.C. running these think tanks or whatever. Don't send any of those people any money. But, I mean, you know, Arizona Senate, send, send Blake Masters money. I mean, you know, if you're, if you're telling me where would you send your money, uh, I would send it to uh, Somali in, in Washington State who can beat Patty Murray. She's behind two points in the polls. That's it. So there's a neck and neck. It's a virtual tie. Uh, we could take this Senate with, with, of all places, Washington State, which wasn't even on anybody's map. Uh, I mean, there are close races in, in Colorado for you, I said. I mean, you know, it's, it's incredible out there. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's just so it, – it, I can't believe we're in this situation. I can't believe we're fighting our own party in a year where we could be winning anything and everything. But it's up to people to just start bypassing the party and, and cooling into the candidates who are out there working their tails off to win, who can mm-hmm. really win. Yeah. And put our energy and money into those and just tell the party, you know what, you people get out of the way. We got to get rid of them at the top, but we have to do that after the election. We don't have time right now. Right. And one of the things that we need to do on a local level is we need to be paying attention to who's running uh, going into the midterms. We can't just focus on the congressional races. We've got to focus no. on running for sheriff, who the DAs are. You've got to get active and out there voting and uh, and get everybody else to vote. Um, you also have to be working the polls and getting active. You know, we, you know, we're, we're just too apathetic as a group of people, right? I mean, we're, you know, I mean, uh, as a, uh, well, as a party, we're about individualism, right? We're not about a collective and that comes to bite us when we're, you know, the one conservatives are used to putting their time in their church and their children and running their business and this and this and this, they're not out there seeing their whole identity wrapped up in political activism. But let me tell you it, the time to get active is now and 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 i get so aggravated when christian friends of mine tell me oh it's just too negative to watch the news or i just can't pay attention to politics i'm supposed to read my bible well let me tell you um it's our downfall you know it's our downfall because this country became the, the greatest nation in the face of the earth because of its judeo-christian principles and values and they're under attack and if you bury your head in the sand it's it's not you who's going to suffer it's your children and your grandchildren coming up down the down the line for decades to come I hate to leave on a negative note. Let's leave on something positive. How can we leave, How can we end on a positive note? Oh, we'll make a joke about food or something. I don't know, Andrea. <laughs> I mean, <we're> gonna <laughs> make a funny joke about chicken. That's what well, you usually do. Okay. Well, yeah, although I don't usually joke about chicken. I'm too serious about my food. Uh, okay. All right. Love you, Brian Maloney from Red Wave America. Right, Thanks for being right, here. Take care. All right. Stay tuned. Another hour of the Andrea K. Show is coming up. Don't go away. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.